Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You're listening to Nickish. You got your boys Mo and Nafi here on this February 19, 2022 edition of the show. We know there's no Knicks game for a while with it being All-Star Weekend, but today's episode features a dope Thank guest. You. He's been rocking with us since day one, and we're happy to have him on our show today. He has his own YouTube and IG channel uh, at New York or Nothing. Make sure you follow it. And he's always repping Queens, New York. Uh, he's also a Bengali brother, Faiz, man. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. What's going on? What's up, my guys? Not much, man. Well, not much. I know we, we've been trying to get you on for a minute. Like, we, we see what you're doing. We dig the passion. And uh, we felt like, especially with what's going on with the team right now, it's, it's, not, it's not a happy time, bro. So we wanted to get your take. And I know you have some takes to get off. So I'm going to just throw it to you right now, bro. What's good with the Knicks? What's going on? What's, what's uh, peak concern number one? You know what I mean? All I got to say, man, is like, listen, I know as Knicks fans, we've been through hell and back. But for some reason, this season just feels like just feels like the lowest of the low. Because it's like other seasons when you have like Lou Amundsen and like, you know, those Frank Nilakina years and stuff. It's like, you know that we're not going to be good. You know, we don't have talent. We don't have anything. So it's like, and I'm just turning this game on and torture myself. But now it's like you come into this season with expectations. You come into the season thinking that the Knicks finally put it together with Leon Rose, a nice regime. But every single knot that we've tied is coming apart right in front of us, whether it be coaching, whether it be the front office with the new reports of William Wesley going mm. behind <laughs> tips his back and, and talking to James Dolan. Like, Oh my <laughs> God, I get you trying to secure your job, but James Dolan, that's the guy you're going to go to right now. It, it's just, it's like all of my worst nightmares that could happen happened. And it's like loss after loss. Okay. I'll take the Lakers loss, whatever. RJ had a game, uh, you know, game time three for that. that. That's, you know, some growth. I like that. The Blazers game, I'll close my eyes. Anfrey Simons is, is nice. You know, he's been, he, he beat the Grizzlies the other night. I, I'll take that one. Okay. Then you go into the OKC loss. I was live at that game. I, my poor girlfriend mm. took me as a Valentine's Day day. Oh, man. Oh, oh my God. She, she was suffering, man. She's like, why did you, why'd you, make this <laughs> why'd you do this to me? Whatever. All right. All right. We get through the Thunder game. I, you know, I kept a good mood because I didn't want her to be upset and like, you know, think, oh, man, you brought me here. Huh? Oh, the Nets? <laughs> The the Nets? That's oh just not God. that's not right, man. That's, <laughs> like I could lose to the Celtics, Sixers, whatever. It sucks, but I'll take it. The Nets? No Kyrie, no KD, no Ben Simmons. The Nets, man. And it hurts more because you you get burned by their rookie. Like, what's it like mm-hmm. to have a coach who trusts their rookie? What's it like <laughs> to have that? I, I don't. I wouldn't know. I Must be know. nice. Very nice. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this is this is so unfair, man. Like, ah, uh, I feel like I I gotta start with the Tibbs criticism, mm. just cause I all year was like a Tibbs defender, not like Jonathan Macri type of defender. Where I don't I'm like, think any of us, any of us are like him. I can't put my heart on my dude. The last post game, I genuinely consider. I, I listen to Jonathan's uh, post games religiously. I dead yeah. considered unsubscribing. Like I was just like, <laughs> how how are you still here? How are you still? trying to make Tibbs sound like on 
thin ice and stuff. It's over for this guy, man. It's over. Like, gotta be, man. This whole season, I tried with Tibbs. I was like, you know what? He's an old school coach. You know, maybe he just trusts his vets. This that. The Nuggets game was was my last strike. RJ getting injured, that that sucked. And from there, it just keeps going down and down. If you have a team that can build a 20-point lead, it's on a coach to be able to manage that lead, play the right players, push the right buttons. I'm not saying a roster is nice. I've been tooting that horn all year that it's like, you know, Leon Rose and, and them, they, they constructed a flawed roster. So I want to mm. give Tibbs one more year, one more season next season. But Ooh. after this, after this last week, man, I'm ready to fire him tonight, but I don't want to. I don't want to do that Steve Mills type of pull the press conference as soon as we lose a few games. Give him, give him the rest of the season. Let him, let him finish off this 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 horrible season, and then let's see where we where we go from there. Nah, I'm with you 100. percent And you know, I feel like there are reports coming out day in now, day out, where we're finding out about different players that Tibbs didn't actually want. I heard about Fournier. <laughs> heard about Kemba. I've seen that. Do you think it's a personality thing now with Tibbs? Is he just being is he just being not just stubborn, but being in the at a at a point spiteful to try to get at the front office? You think it's at that point or or no? Is he really just that guy who thinks that the vets are the only way to get these wins? I, I think it might be what Nafi was saying, man. Early onset Alzheimer's, man. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with this guy, bro? Might the, be. Like you take the you call the timeout without a without a um without a challenge left, like stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure about this whole roster thing because Tibbs was all smiley and cheery when Fournier and and uh, Kemba signed on. But yeah. I, I, my thing about those moves is like, what do you do? Like, I know for a fact he wanted Burks, Noel, all those guys back. He definitely wanted that continuity, but there's no other moves besides Kemba and Fournier in front of you. I just think it's a, it's just like the product of losing. You know, you lose enough games, all of a sudden everyone's to blame. All of a sudden, you know, mm. I never wanted Fournier. I always told you I, I wanted Bullock instead, but we saw what Bullock did last year. Like, you know, obviously, in hindsight, I love Bullock. I wish Bullock was on the team right now. He would have gave Randall the edge that we needed, you know, defensively. It was besties, bro. They had that yeah, BFF connection, bro. <laughs> that two-man game. But, you know, offensively, I feel like Randall and Fournier kind of have it, like a little bit, but defensively, Bullock – Bullock was much more important than, than what we thought he was. But if you show me that playoff game tape over and over again, I'm going to say the same thing. I do not want Bullock on this roster. That was, mm. that was one of the biggest flaws we had roster wise d- during the playoffs. Like he, he couldn't burn Trey young. Trey young is not a mm-hmm. defender. He could not do anything with Trey young. So I, I don't know, man. I think, I think right now it's just a whole lot of finger pointing. Cause I know, I think Tibbs knows that this is his last job as an NBA coach. Like, Almost yeah, maybe, definitely. Maybe yep. he'll be a consultant, not not even an assistant coach, maybe like a consultant or something. But I think right now it's it's every man for himself. It's like, I, I always told you I never wanted him. Oh, I always told you that this is like that. But I, I think a little bit is is to spite spite the front office. But at the same time, like, I thought the whole point of having Leon and Tibbs was that they'd be on the same page, like they're boys. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the Giants just signed uh, what the the Bills, the Bills guys, and that's the whole appeal to it. You have a, a coach exactly. and a GM on the same page. Like, where did that go? Now Tibbs is looking like Joe Judge, man. Oh, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo, to your point about just blame going everywhere, bro. I just because I keep, I go back to just even before the season. It was there was reports even from Bagley. He was probably like the most reliable dude. He was saying, 
He was saying Tibbs was pushing for Evan. And I believe that. You know why? Because Steve Clifford is like his bestie who coached right. Evan for mad years. So, you know, he was texting Steve Clifford at like 3 a.m. Because these dudes, these old dudes, basketball fiends. You know what I mean? They he probably up. his grinding. wife, bro. He left his wife. He has no girl at home. <laughs> exactly. That's all he talks about. Ball. Like, that's why That's why these lack of adjustments make no freaking sense to me. You do nothing but watch basketball. Like, that's the thing. He's he's stubborn, bro. He's like straight up like a boomer, bro. He's just like, I I see the validity to what these young coaches might be doing in terms of experimenting. But nah, that's not how I do it. You know what I mean? Like I'm going like, to do what I do. In the beginning of the season, he tried the small ball Obi Randall lineup one game. Like Yo. literally one game. It, even when he has no choices, he still sticks to it. Like, man, there's no reason Taj Gibson should be playing more minutes than Obi Toppin. I don't care if we lose the game. Like, this guy Taj played more minutes than Cam and Obi combined. That's egregious, bro. <laughs> that know, was. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not like the biggest Cam Reddish stan or something, but you gave up a first round pick for this guy, man. Like, right, right. I, I think if anything, this just shows that the front office has a lack of lack of control of what's going on. Like, you have to be able to go to your guy and tell him, "Yo, we burned a first round pick for this. Play him." Like, I want to see him get more minutes. He's barely getting minutes with RJ out of the rotation. Without mm. Derrick Rose in the rotation. So where is he going to fit? When is he going to get minutes? So we just burned this pick just to see what this guy is. I don't even think 20 games is enough to evaluate an NBA player right now. That's all you got with him. Like, what, 27 games? Like, uh... Yeah. Let me ask you then. So I don't know if Mo had a question to chime in with, but I was just kind of with this kind of blame game that's going around with, like, we're definitely seeing a divide happen. Like there was a reason that Wes, you know, is in Dolan's ear news leaked yesterday. You know what I mean? Anytime there's, there's leaks from the front office, you know what I mean? For the last two years, it's for a reason. You know what I mean? They setting it up for like, to let the fans chill out for a bit during all-star break. Like, all right, we see you, we hear you. Tibbs is going to be out of here. Just, just, just wait on it. You know what I mean? But let me ask you this in terms of just, I saw people being kind of sus or kind of like showing some concern about worldwide West kind of getting into Jimmy, Jimmy D's ear. You know what I mean? Is that something we should be worried about? Or do you, do you trust West in terms of his kind of, uh, I don't know, his ac- acumen, his basketball expertise? Do you trust him to be a good voice for this franchise? Or do you think he's just out there trying to save his own ass like every other MSG crony before him? He's, he's definitely trying to save his own ass. I love West. <laughs> I, I, I like the whole shout-out to Worldwide West. I, I like the rap lyrics and stuff. But He's dope, this, yeah. If you're asking me between basketball decisions, who I'm going to trust more between – Wes and Tibbs, like, I know Tibbs doesn't have a good track record, but at least he's been around this for a minute. Like, Wes, mm. he's kind of just like a guy in the background, and it, I, I don't blame Wes for what he's doing. I like the subtle way that he's giving Knicks fans, like, listen, we're going to get him out of here. I just don't <laughs> like the way it leaked. I don't like the way it, it's not a good look. Like, I think, like, I know maybe maybe GMs and, and scouts and stuff, they have, think with like a cerebral brain or something. But players think just like we do, just as fans do. Like they see these little headlines and they think, uh, I, I don't want to go play there, man. I, I, like, I don't want to <laughs> deal with that. Like, I, like right now, we're, we're trying to court Donovan Mitchell. Let, let's, let's be realistic about it, right? Like as, as like a Knicks franchise, we're trying to court Donovan Mitchell. He looks at us and he looks at the Heat. What is he going towards? He's not going to, like, I don't care if you played for New York. It's a cute story. Like, Kemba just had his cute little story. It fizzled <laughs> It fizzled yeah. in weeks. It fizzled in weeks. Now, w- would you rather do that? Or you'd rather go win a ring with Pat Riley? Even Pat Riley had a story with us, and it fizzled in weeks. Like, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, Worldwide West is trying to save his ass. I think, I, I respect it. I respect that he's trying to, like, s- stick around and stuff, but it just it's just, like, the product of dysfunction. It, it, 
we're too used to this. Like, I think we could read the cards on the table. We're not dumb. Mm. We know how mm. this goes. Knicks we've been fans, around the block. Yeah, like Knicks fans, maybe we don't see the best basketball, but we've seen enough basketball and basketball operations and yada, yada, yada that, you know, we, we could read the tea leaves. Like, we know yeah. what's going on. Like we we've seen this shit time and time again. We like I'm we're running out of times or like running out of fingers. To, you know when counting and how many times we've seen something like this happen: dysfunction, uh, coach versus front office, and you know a lot of people are gonna point to the rotations being big reasons why we're getting else, and it is true. But you know when it comes to Worldwide West and the front office and Leon Rose, what's your take on them? Obviously they didn't make any trades. Um, you know how do you feel about them? Because last year. A lot of people were talking about, you know, the Knicks are on the right track. They're 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 back. Mm-hmm. The culture's uh, they're, being built. The culture's there. Yeah. yeah. Like they're doing the right steps. And right now it looks like the way it did when Steve Mills was there, uh, when Scott Perry was, Ugh. you know, with Steve Mills and all these press conferences and the guys and the regimes before Phil Jackson. It's all the same thing. Um it's always it's do you always see do you see you see another you see uh, another repetition? We're gonna see the same thing again. We're running it back. It's, it's, it's always one step forward, like six steps back. It can't even be two steps. It can't be some calm regression. It always has to be like we go all the way back. I, I, yeah, we can't have nice things. Like, I think with this regime, I think the decision that comes right now will still give me a huge idea of what I, I think is going to go on. Because, you know, with a coach, I feel like I want to see immediate results. Like, not immediate as in, like, 60 wins, but I want to see, like, on the court what you can do for me. But – with a front office, I give it a little bit more time because they're drafting players. They're picking up, you know, trade value. Like, we obviously can't get rid of Noel, Burks, all these contracts during this trade deadline because they're not expiring assets yet. So I want to see what they have to do with that. I want to see um, I want to see what they do in this fork in the road right now in terms of, obviously, this season is done. Like, we, we don't need to be a, you don't need to be a basketball expert to know this season is over. So what do you do now? After post-All-Star break, do you get a grip on Tibbs and make him play the young guys, or does he continue to pull out point guard Burks? I don't want to see that no more, but point guard Burks, Todd Gibson playing, Carl Anthony Towns minutes. I don't don't want, like, what's where are we going in direction? The only reason I'm giving Leon and them a, a little bit longer of a leash is this is the most young talent we've had on our roster in over 30 years, not even 20 years. Even mm-hmm. during like Patrick Ewing and those, we did not have this much young talent on our roster. So I like the quickly pick. I know a lot of people burn the OB pick, but the kid is nice. Say what you want. Not he's getting nice. enough time. Exactly. Yeah. Right. He's not a kid, but you know, he's, he's not getting enough time. Like, obviously I like the vision that Leon had it, like, planned for him like you know we didn't want randall you take randall out you put ob in but obviously that didn't work out for us i I think what they do with randall's contract what they do with the rest of the contracts it's gonna be a huge indicator of what's the next move who do they hire as coach do they fire them so i feel like i'm still in trust with it with leon and worldwide west and and whatnot because I don't feel like they're making these decisions on their own. Brock Aller is a great mind to have. They, they got that guy from the Timberwolves. Like, you know, they, they got some good minds in there, but what they do from here is a huge indicator of whether this is going to end up being a Steve Mills thing or is this going to – Isaiah Thomas, Steve Mills, blah, 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 or is this going to be a, a new leaf that the Knicks turn? And I don't know. If you're asking me percentage-wise, I'm leaning 60% towards they're not going to turn it over 40% towards there's still a chance. And are you, you on that train of thought that they deserve, or they should be answering questions that they should be talking to the media just to say they're what they're thinking or, or not. I don't know, man. That, that's a tough one. Cause I've seen Steve Mills tell me everything on his mind. Isaiah Thomas tell me everything on his mind and it didn't change shit for me. <laughs> it didn't make a difference. For me. A so, 
you know, like I would I like to hear from him one, yeah, because he's giving giving us literally zero. Would I like, you know, uh, maybe two or three press conferences a year? Yeah, sure. But if that's that's not that's not anything that's like defining my my decisions on them. Eh, stay no, quiet. Fact, yeah. yeah, do your thing. I'm not. It's not really like poking me, but I'd like to hear from them. Or maybe why why can't it be that? Leon Rose don't got to talk. Why can't he send like worldwide West to say something to us? Or like, Scott Perry. You know or what Scott mean? Perry. Oh, yeah. Anyone, anyone just say something, give us a lifeline. But at the same time, I don't blame them because yo, know, Knicks fans are the most insufferable people on this planet, man. Like you give them, you give them uh, an inch. They're going to take a mile. You're going to, you're going to say even, something. Yo, not even Knicks fans, bro. The Knicks, media. the New York media, bro. Yeah, those, they're media. like fucking shark in the water, bro. You say <laughs> one possible thing that could be interpreted one way they're gonna take it all the way bro look at the idiots we got covering this team man <laughs> like toxic is mo- toxic ass motherfuckers bro so on top of that i feel like people don't understand it's only with this fan base and maybe i'd say philly's fan base where like the fans <laughs> are kind of part of the media bro we're like yeah, yeah. our voices are pretty damn loud like you know people hear us like with the lakers and stuff i've seen them complain time and time again but no one really cares about what lakers fans have to say you know there's like this so but with knicks fans it's like yo their voices are echoing in the room right now. We could because really we much more bitter. <laughs> years, years of this shit will do that to you, man. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with everything you said, especially like the point about folks that are demanding Leon come out like out of hiding and speak, bro. I just want him to do the bare minimum to speak before the season starts and maybe speak after a trade deadline, especially this trade deadline yeah. we just had. Maybe answer some questions there, but I'm not mad at it because I see the bigger picture, and like I don't want to sound like I'm shooting too much bail at him. Um, but I do kind of like not understand people that are just trying to get everybody out of here. I think, you know, a step at a time, you get Tibbs out of here and then see what we got. And I want to maybe even give Leon and West some partial credit because they was the ones I said in the last episode, they was the ones that hired Johnny Bryant to Tibbs staff as the associate head coach. Yeah. So even Leon who knew Tibbs, Wes who knew Tibbs for Mad Long, I feel like they both went into this relationship with Tibbs understanding he's going to be just a stepping stone coach. You know what I mean? And I feel like Johnny Bryant has been kind of the guy they internally maybe targeted as a guy to take over in the future. I don't think they saw this happening so soon because yeah. like, like you mean to your point from the very start, this whole season got fucked over because of expectations. That's the, that's, I haven't felt this bad since like after our 54 win season, mm. we fucking traded for Bargnani and then we're still like, all right, this trade <sighs> was ass, but maybe we could be an AC. We couldn't even do that, bro. And Mello was hooping, bro. It, but regardless, I'm not bringing back that PTSD, but like, it's like the same situation. And I feel like Leon and Wes, they're maybe, you know, wait until the season's over and then Johnny Bryant will take over. At least that's my take. I think they knew what was going to happen. I feel like they knew Tibbs was like a ticking time bomb especially in the New York market, especially with the fans we got. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't want to shoot him bail, but I think that's my theory. I think, like, Tibbs is a good coach to stack the cards up because we mm. have no foundation. We have nothing yep, going yep. on. And I think you're right. Like, they, they did that for them. But, I, I like, you know, just to play devil's advocate, I feel like that's something that sucks about Leon Rosen thing, too, though. Like, mm. they're always trying to – they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. Like, I get it. You you, you can't you can't put your cards on every, every side. You can't fill up everything. Like – you can't have Obi and Randall. You can't have Tibbs and Johnny Bryant. Like they're always trying to do both things. Like you can't rebuild and at the same time develop talent. It's literally in front of us right now. Look at OKC. Look at Blazers. These guys are, you know, putting the, the house down and then building up slowly. We're trying to build the house while still living in it. Like you're literally, <laughs> you're sleeping in shit. And I heard Mo talking about it. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm with you. Like I wish we hired Kenny Atkinson. I know Tibbs mm. was the hire, but. 
Like, we're trying to develop. We were not trying to win now. I wish this season happened last season so that no one would have felt like this. If we had this season last season, I think we would have rejoiced. 25 wins through the All-Star break, we would have been like, yeah, it's lit. You know, it happened. Like, yeah, we yeah, yeah. somewhere. But now it's like, shit, you get a four seed and now you're here. I still think we have a chance to hire a guy like Kenny Atkinson. Would I like to see Johnny Bryant take over? Yeah, but I still want to see develop man we're still in the developmental stages and nobody wants to admit that most of our talent like if you look at the real talent on our team iq ob grimes rj these guys are all under like the oldest guys ob who's like 22 23 like 23 i think yeah yeah something like that so like all all these guys are still young and still need like like bro so that okc game i go to i'm watching the game and i see that the thunder are down a few points and their, their coach, I don't even know who he is. Bless his soul. <laughs> Yo, me neither. <laughs> Yo, who is that? One. Bro, he takes out Josh Giddy when they're down points. And I'm like, what the hell? Why is he doing that? Why would Josh Giddy come out of the game? He, he should be, you know, trying to hold them together. I'm so used to Tibbs running these guys into the ground. <laughs> Imagine a guy like Kenny Atkinson. You, you know when to push the right button. You know when yeah. to say, okay, IQ, that's enough. IQ, come in. IQ, Bro, how... How you have IQ go off for the best game of the year and you you take him out for Alec Burks. Right. How do you even look IQ in the eyes as he's walking back to the bench, too? You know what I mean? Like, you don't I have a grip you, on the team. IQ there's is no hot, way, bro. You, there's no way the team respects you. There's no way the team is looking at you like, yeah, man, that was the right decision. Why do I need Alec Burks to play against Cam Thomas? Let the youngins play against the youngins. Like, let them do their thing. Nah. No, nah, you're exactly right. But let me... Just to be kind of like you was playing devil's advocate, fair points all around. But I do want to say, I think they did go in last season thinking we wouldn't be a playoff team. I think maybe they hope we'd be competitive. But then it was like that. It was a season from like a different dimension, bro. Like, like Randall's out there passing like bird, shooting like mellow in an empty arena. Like, and it's just like, and now it's becoming clear after what we see, like, yo, People that was skeptical of like, oh, you know, empty arena, full arena, same thing. Nah, bro, it's a difference. They're professional athletes. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing for a dude to be hooping in an empty gym. We see all the time on an Instagram. The bubble chip, man. Lakers bubble chip. Like exactly, bro. Yeah. That was the LA Fitness Championship. You know what I mean? Like uh, Anthony <laughs> Davis is out there shooting like Dirk. Now he can't make a layup. Like, what are we talking about here? You know what I mean? So I think the the front office they didn't expect all that, and as it was happening, they were just like, "All right, I guess we're just gonna ride this out, sell some playoff tickets, get the hype going." You know what I mean? But then Win some why awards. was Tibbs? Why was Tibbs the higher than in the first place? Like it's like I, you know Tibbs is a win now coach, so why? Like you should have went with the developmental coach. That's so frustrating. Like, I think that's the thing, though. I think they was expecting Tibbs to be like for that first year for Tibbs to kind of get get us as like a try hard group of guys that like mm. barely you know missed the playoffs and like you know what I mean while development is happening you know what i mean but then what happened is we it went too well expectations went sky high for the next season so they're like all right fuck now we gotta actually bring some talent in you know what i mean he reverted back to his old ways like exactly nothing about tibbs as a coach that is different now than it was in minnesota than there was in the bulls he relies way too much on his best players he, he did, you ever seen that Tyron Lue uh, meme with uh, Tyron Lue's coaching board in the playoffs? It's just a picture of LeBron yeah, and the hoop. Yeah. That's literally Tibbs. It's a, it's a picture of Randall in the hoop, bro. That's that's he he sets no <laughs> offensive sets. There's there's nothing going on in our offense. And I heard uh, Jonathan Macri talk about how Ob was saying a few weeks ago. It's just a read and react offense. Oh yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We don't mm-hmm. got the players to read and react, bro. These guys are not read and react players, like. You gotta you gotta spoon feed these guys, bro. Look, Derrick Rose is out. IQ and Obi's value went to the gutters. You have to spoon feed these guys, bro. They're little kids. And Tibbs is like, nah, man, they're grown men. I think they can handle it, bro. 
I'm sick of this, man. Alec Burks and Todd Gibson. I don't want to see them anymore. Bro, he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth. You saw that press conference. Everybody's talked about it at this point, but he was just like, no, you, we can't just give minutes to give minutes. You got to earn your minutes out there. Why the fuck is Ow. Kemba playing at this point? Why is Burks <laughs> out here? He can't make a layup. He's shooting like, what, 20% on layups now. That's a grown-ass man, bro. How do you tank Alec <laughs> Burks' value, bro? We put we took Alec Burks' value to peak. We are exactly. calling him big money AB, and then Tibbs ran it back into the ground. I get mm. Yo, I, I was one of the people last year when Alfred Payton started sucking. I was like, yo, put Burks at point guard. Put Burks at point guard. Maybe for two, three games, you could do per, per Burks at point guard. You cannot go... 50 games into the season as Burks as your point guard. That makes no sense. Like, there's a reason this guy played on the Jazz, Sixers, Warriors. He's played on more teams than I've watched play in my life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, that's a fact. And, like, with yeah. Tibbs, it's also just like – I don't know if Mo wanted to chime in here at nah. point, but, like, just ca- continue off of that fight. It's just like – with Tibbs, it's like – he. I feel like he's getting all these data – because, like, you know, we hear it all the time. We're into analytics now with the Leon Rose era. We got data analysts. We got Brock Aller. So, I feel like he's getting all this information, and he's just – despitefully not listening to any of it because he sees all the data that says oh shit you know iq may have bad shot selection but if you play him with rj and julius our two main playmaकरs he don't be shooting like a fucking idiot you know why <laughs> so why don't we do that yeah no, it doesn't make any sense bro like i feel like that's better for rj and julius's development to play with the dude like iq because it's like yo I, I don't know which pot it was but like yo he could be like a george hill out there you know what i mean just like yo yeah pass play yep. defense and you know what i mean and just like make threes and like let our playmakers play make you know what i mean like but Tibbs is not even going to do that because he's just like, nah, I want, I want a veteran out there that could bring the ball up and like pound it in for like 10 seconds Bro, off the shot clock. Five years, five years from now, Burks, Fournier, uh, all these guys, they're not going to be on our roster. But exactly. there's a chance five years from now, IQ, Randall, and RJ on our roster. Why don't we give them time to play together, learn each other's tendencies, learn how they like the ball. Like there's little things in basketball like – how a player likes to catch the ball. Like Randall and Burks, uh, Bullock had that connection because literally the guy's ready for the shot. Randall passes it to the exact place he likes catching it and shoots it. Like it's, it's all about uh, flow. It's all about, you know, continuing the game. But when you're, when you're throwing all these pieces around like this, it's, it's not going to work, man. Yeah. And, I, and for some reason we still have Kemba Walker playing that third quarter. And that that's the third quarter. That's the quarter that we always fall behind in. We're up 20. Mm-hmm. We're down. We're down 10 by the end of that quarter. It's, it's Kemba. And Alec Burks is not a playmaker. He's being put in a role that doesn't, that's not one that he should be playing. I, honestly, I, I think Randall should be playmaking more in the fourth quarter. But for some reason, the last couple of games, we're seeing, we're seeing Alec Burks doing that. It's the minutes, and bro. It's, it's all the minutes. Connected with that. You know what I mean? Like, you see Julius saying how, like, you saw it was like he was kind of, it was a kind of sassy, like, a response to a question at a press conference. They're like, hey, you really pushed the ball in the first three quarters, but then you don't do it in the fourth. Like, uh, mm-hmm. why, why is that? He's like, oh, that would be. That would be good, right? If we could uh, push yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. It's because he's fucking. He's literally throwing a sub at Tibbs. Like it's because I'm fucking tired of shit, bro. I can't run play, for four I'm quarters the like that. I'm playing the entire third quarter. I'm carrying this offense because no one else can make a shot. Like I don't know, man. I feel like we went through the season blaming different people at different times. It started with Randall, and then it went to like Worldwide West and Leon for a while, and now we're at the tips point. But I feel like. This is just how the NBA goes, man. If a coach can't make adjustments, get him out. Get him out. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think everything we're pointing to, everyone's pointing to the same thing. Fire Tibbs. Maybe not today, not tomorrow, but get a grip on him. I don't want to see him next season, man. There's no way I want to see this guy as my coach next season. <laughs> Let me ask you a question to that, though, because I know there's a lot of people out there that, like, even if they're not defending Tibbs, they're just like, yo, it's just going to be same old Knicks. It's going to be bad look for our culture and our reputation to just get rid of another coach. 
uh, another two years later after he just won coach of the year. Do you buy into that? Do you think it's good, like we need to be aware of that? Or do you think Leon and West should just be like, yo, fuck the past. We're here now. It's We're the same make this old move. Knicks right now, man. Like either mm. way, it's the same old Knicks. We're losing. People are making fun of us. Like, I don't really give into that. Like, oh, what are other NBA teams and fans saying? But right, that's right. the thought process. Twitter is like lighting us up right now, man. We exactly. just lost it. We just lost to Cam Thomas. Like, either way, we're getting roasted. Would I rather get roasted while, like, look, if I'm drowning, would I rather, I'm going to drown anyway. Would I not try to at least put in effort to, like, change, like, you know, <laughs> swim, do something? I'm not going to just take it lying down. I'm not going to just be like, yeah, bro. Nah, shit, you got to you gotta tie yeah. a cinder block to your ankle and just let yeah, that shit happen. That's what, that's, <laughs> yo, Tim's is beyond a cinder block, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think a big red flag should have been when he's left his wife. Like, that's just kind of hey. pathetic. Like, you, you're like 60 years old, man. This is your last chance at love. I'll do you one better. Big red flag is I didn't even know you had a wife, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, what the hell? I feel blessed that woman, man. She made, like she got blessed. She God was watching out for her. She did something good in her past life that someone was like, yeah, nah, you're not getting married to that man because he he would have literally ruined her, her life. Like <laughs> if he if he has it already. <laughs> I hate this oh. guy. I hate this guy. Yo, bro. So, it's so crazy because I wasn't even this passionate about hating Tibbs. I didn't want him as a coach originally. I was I was on the Mo train where I was like Kenny Atkinson, Kenny Atkinson. I like what he did with the Nets. I wanted that. Like, you know, as much as we shit on the Nets, man, their last few years have been pretty lit. Like, you know, they, they developed a cool team. And I, honestly, I know a lot of people want to shit on them for developing the big three and stuff. Bro, if I had any chance to have KD, Kyrie, and Harden on my team, I'm taking that shit. No, we all wanted it. Go yeah, flashback to 2019. We all thought it was going to be us. You know what I mean? I don't so. care if they don't win the chip. It sucks that they don't win the chip. It's a failure and everything. But, like, I don't care. I'll still take that on my team rather than watching what I'm watching right now. So, like, if, if we could have followed that Nets type of, like, develop your players. Like, I'm, I'm also on that on that train where it's, like, I'm not saying you could develop your players and then win a championship with them. You develop your players, you build value in them and trade them off. Like mm. I, I'm not saying this is the ideal situation, but you build up Tyrese Halliburton's value and you get back some bonus for him. I think Ty you should have kept Tyrese, but the whole point of having a player like that is, yo, I can make a move. I can do something. We can't do anything with our players right now. Who, do, well, who does anyone yeah. want? Tis played it perfectly last year. Cause what you just said is what exactly what he did last season. It's just how did, how did it go so wrong? One season later, it's I I honestly I have no idea. I mean, Alec I Burks started, played well. I think they started the uh, season on like cruise control, like you know where they thought like, oh, we picked up Kemba and Fournier, so like right. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We'll figure it out. Where last season it was like every single win, I'm I'm out for blood. Yeah. you know, like the first yeah, domino honestly was Kemba Walker because he was playing off, and then Tibbs took him out of the rotation. That's that's when the drama started, and then Tibbs had to answer questions for it. And next thing you know. You know something else I've noticed? I've noticed Tibbs not being as hot as he's usually been in previous games. I don't know if you guys yeah. picked up on that. He's not screaming and yelling. His face isn't red. He's he kind of just like going with the flow, and that's that's a problem. He's not bringing that energy that everyone else would feel. The whole feel reason and we him for. Court. Exactly. So, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm off the Tibbs train. Would I say he was – would you say he's one of the worst coaches in the last decade? I mean – we we nah. got some bad we nah. got some bad yeah, we got some way not go that far. Yeah, Come on yeah. now. Come on now. We got some way worse coaches. <laughs> hey. Listen, Settle man, down now. 
trying to feel out fights here. Who y'all? Who y'all got there? I got Derek Fisher. I got Derek Fisher, Fisdale, Fisdale, Kurt Rambis, Kurt Rambis. Oh Lord, Kurt Rambis. I love how I was like, yeah, no, Derek Fisher is the one, and you guys are like, oh no, wait. No, we came with we came with receipts. Yeah, we not new to this. Sucks because out of that whole group, I would say Jeff Hornacek was the best coach we had, and he fucking sucked too. Yeah, because he was a fucking puppet. He was a fucking cut, bro. He was Phil's hand puppet. Phil would stick his hand up that man's ass. Oh my god, I used to actually sit around and try to understand the triangle offense. I would read books. I would watch YouTube videos trying. Yeah, man, maybe this triangle offense is the one. I hate my life. That shit was a pyramid scheme. If you don't have Jordan, Kobe, or Shaq, get the fuck out of here with my face. Get the fuck out of my face. We drank yeah, that we, had we couldn't make a word, bro. <laughs> we thought Frank was perfect for that triangle. I know every Nick fan is gonna hate me. I fucking hate Frank Nilakino, bro. I, uh, right, not, get him off. Right, get him off. Yeah, the show right 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 Let's wrap it up. Thank you for Thanks. joining us. I'm not surprised. Bro. <laughs> never uh, it might be because of, it might be because of other Nick fans, but oh my god, man, you guys, they had him pinpointed as the savior of the Knicks franchise, bro. Like what RJ is is what people said Frank Nilakino would be. That's hey, hey, so hey, frustrating, hey. man. Like <laughs> I don't know about that. But <laughs> bro, we, thought, so we thought that for KP. We thought that for KP. Yeah, nah, nah, KP nah. I get it. I get it. He was a unicorn. But bro, there's some fans out here on that app wilding for Frank Nilakina, man. Like I think those I, may I be the my, same fans. Yeah, bro, they're I've like loyal to Phil Jackson. Say, my boy was like, "Yo, I'm gonna become a Mavs fan because Frank is on the Mavs now." Like, oh uh, well, that's bro, that's, that's, that's he's not that type of player, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't a Knicks fan. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. I'm, that's why I'm like, yo, KP is still on that team. Like when, when he was, I was like, and you gonna root for them? Uh, I feel no, like that trade, by KP. the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just saying, ask, bro. About that. Yeah. I don't, KP man, is I don't, now on the Wizards. I, I, it makes me feel good. Like it makes me feel good <laughs> to know that that Mark Cuban had to suck his own words when he was like, no, nah, man, this is this is the European front uh, for the, the team of the future, man. Like, shut up, man. We all like, yeah. When when we first got rid of KP, I was I was distraught. I was broken. I was like, this is my low point. Found a new low point, but that was my <laughs> lowest point as a Knicks fan at that point. But yeah, seeing him get traded for like literally a bag of chips because that's what they are. Spencer Dinwiddie. At the end of the day, to the Wizards was a bag of chips. He was messing yeah. up that locker room's mm-hmm. chemistry, whatever it was. And Davis Bertans is even worse than a bag of chips. He's like, he's literally like, you know, one of those like uh, li- little candy pieces that you get because he has been bad. Nah, so, he's a he's a potato chip you forgot was in your car for like three weeks, and like you just <laughs> discovered that shit's moldy. And well, like, yeah. he he is bad, man. So the fact that that's what they got out of it, I mean. At the end of the day, the Mavs are going to be chilling because they got Luka fucking Doncic on their team. But, like, that's the return you get for the said, you know, unicorn of this and that. And the media was really pushing that shit after he left the Knicks. Like, he's still the unicorn. He can still do it. Whether it be, like, Kevin O'Connor or, you know, Max fucking Kellerman every single day. Howard Beck, bro, the main oh, culprit. Bro, main bro, cul- I was telling Mo this offline. It, it, the audacity of this motherfucker three years ago, we make that trade. He goes on every platform, you know what I mean? To talk about how he was this is the end of the Knicks. This is, this is disgusting, appalling. Uh, Phil Jackson would never do this, blah, 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 whatever the fuck. He was also a Phil Jackson groupie. I don't know what's wrong with Beck. And then three years later, he's on the Zach Lowe podcast after a trade deadline, but they don't mention Porzingis or the Knicks once. Because Beck's not going to, he's not going to own up to being a wrong ass dickhead. So fuck him. I want to just shout out to Howard Beck for being an absolute fool. I actually used to fuck with Howard Beck until literally that Porzingis shit. Because 
it, it's sensationalism. That that's what yeah, it is at the yeah. end of the day. You just it, I don't want to say nicks for clicks because I don't know. I get really tired of hearing that, but like it's journalistic sensationalism. Like, exactly. And that's exactly. why I'm so I'm so appreciative for guys like you guys who are like coming out putting out these videos because fans don't have to like thirst for content from cucks like Howard Beck. You know, mm. like all these guys were making shitty content just to pedal it out. It's genuine fans who really appreciate care about the game and yo you ask howard back about fucking lua munson or like lance thomas or any of these other like no-name players you know but who they were on the knicks i don't know mm-hmm. but you guys could tie pain into every single individual ron <laughs> baker Thank you, Thank you know you. all these names like you're gonna be like yeah i remember when he screwed my life like <laughs> <laughs> no that's a yo what the thing about back though to your point sensationalist like sensationalism and journalism that's a that's exactly what it is. Cause what makes it worse is he tries he tries to separate himself for du- dudes from like dudes like I solo and Berman by trying to be like level headed. That's the worst part of it. At least those dickheads embrace being like the heels. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy Beck is like I'm enlightened. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm the guy. I, I speak. I'm the voice of the voiceless. Get the fuck out of here, you fuck fucking loser, here, bro. Like you wrong. He don't know shit about ball. And like I'm. I can't believe what I mean, we heard it, it three years me, ago to it, now. It makes me feel good to see that no one talks about Howard Beck anymore. He's not really like a relevant He's journalist. A like, yeah, like I, I actually do like guys like Zach Lowe and stuff because yeah, nothing yeah. about them is sensationalist. Like, yeah, do they once in a while violate the Knicks? Come on, man. The Knicks deserve to get violated once in exactly. a while. Exactly. But, but it's not like they don't label their podcast like Knicks violation session, this, that. Like, it's just like a throw in. It's just a throw in because there's much more important basketball to be watched right now. Yeah, yeah. I think we get into that time. It's been fun as episode, bro. Like to be honest with you, like <laughs> definitely dig the conversation, definitely dig the passion. And yep, yep, absolutely. Yo, last question. Cause... I feel like you already answered this, but I just one last question for you. Should we push for the play-in? Because you look at the standings, look at the numbers. We're actually technically in the race. But let me ask you though, like, should we push for it? And keep in mind, you know Tom Thibodeau as a coach. You know exactly how he's gonna try to push. We know for his it. answer. So if yeah. you know that you can't push for it with the way Tom Thibodeau coaches his players, and you know it's there, would you do it? Said, Mo, you just changed my answer, man. I was going to start the answer with like, nah, man, I would never tank in my life. I don't want to be no Sixers team. But, man, you just reminded me that Tom Thibodeau is the coach. If we make a push for plays with Tom Thibodeau, man, I don't want to see that. I'd rather lose every single game. I do not want to see Tom Thibodeau ripping his last three hairs out, playing Alec Burks just to make a play in spot. I'd rather, I'd rather lose every game. I'd rather tank. I've lost enough Knicks games that it doesn't hurt me anymore, but it's the way we lose that sucks, man. So I don't want to see Tibbs going out on a limb trying to win these games and we still lose i'd rather tank but no let's assume that they they are able to you know there's a chance a very good chance that they make it because they're they're only only three and a half games behind i think from the 10th seed and you got the wizards in there you got the hawks you got the hornets yeah d-rose coming back you got d-rose coming back rj's coming back Mm. you know what i mean so i mean if you're asking me like basically based on my principles i'm gonna say yeah i would definitely go in for the play-in game i'm not i I don't believe in tanking man Mm. like would it be nice to get a good pick yeah sure but i'm one of those guys like you do good, good comes to you. You put in good effort to basketball. Maybe the basketball gods bless us. Like fucking the Pelicans when they got Zion. They did not deserve Zion that year. But exactly. maybe we get like a top four pick by still pushing in. But yeah, I'd, I'd push for playing, man. That's the whole reason it's there. To get these kids get these kids some experience. Let IQ play in another play-in game. Look at Obi last year in the playoffs. He had the garden jumping. That was probably the highest point of my Knicks like mm. out of everything I've been through, I was at the garden for that. Ah, game. So nice. If, nice. If I could experience one more of those, I, hell yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm all in for it. I'm all in for it. Pushing for you just kind of summarize. just like, 
the duality of Knicks fans. We just went off on Tibbs, fuck Tibbs, fire Tibbs. But we all know everybody in this in this chat right now. If we make that play in, we're all we're all riding Why, that I'm fucking Kool Aid, bro. No, no promo card, Harden, bro. I'm buying full price tickets, bro. I exactly. To, I paid. I went to the first game. I fucking suffered through that horrible loss, and then I went turned around and said, "Yeah, when's the next game? I'll buy tickets to that immediately." Like. I'll take it, man. I'll, I'll take go with exactly. the debt to see the Knicks <laughs> play in the playoffs. <laughs> in the play, not even the playoffs, bro. <laughs> bro. The three games I've been to this season, we lost. It's my fault, guys. It's me. The Magic, the Raptors, and the fucking... Don't oh. do that, bro. That's what the Knicks want us to do. That They want you to blame yourself. Don't do that. Don't, don't, that's toxic relationship 101, bro. Exactly. They want you to blame yourself exactly. for their flaws. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, anyone giving their money to the Knicks... If Tom Thibodeau is still coaching for the second half of the season, you're a cuck, man. Stop, stop, stop going <laughs> to those games, man. Stop going to those games. Like, take, take care of your mental health, Kings. That's that's all I can say. Take and queens, and queens. And we don't discriminate. I mean, yeah. I think that's a good note to oh, yeah. end on. You know what I mean? So yeah, you heard it from Faiz. If you if you still riding for the Knicks hard body after this, giving you your money, you a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's the official stance. Hundred yeah. percent. So the, so you know, Faiz, for those uh, you know, so the, for those that are listening, where can they follow you? Yo, you guys can follow me on uh, honestly on my main account on Twitter is where I really be going off. You guys can follow me at what the fies w h u t u t t h e f a i z. You're gonna really suffer with me there. But if you guys want to see like if I'm if I'm posting any content and stuff, uh, New York or nothing on Instagram, New York or nothing on uh, on uh, YouTube and whatnot. And man, this 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 was way too much fun. Like it's been been a hell of a week for us, but. Like, like you guys said, man, this was it was beyond a therapy session, man. I, I feel like we never even got to talk really about Knicks basketball before today. Like we've talked in passing, but not like a full conversation, yeah. even mm-hmm. in person. So it's so crazy how easily this this was this, we could do this and link up. And, you know, it, it was amazing, man. I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you fans, coming bro. on, man. And we you rocking that Nickish hoodie. Uh, we appreciate uh, that. Only Knicks merch I'm wearing this season, man, for the rest <laughs> yes, of the sir. season. Talk about it. Yep. We got more on sale, man. Nick-ish.com. If you guys haven't got one, copy yours today. Uh, The hoodie is too comfortable, man. I I, want to sleep in this, but I don't want to get it messed up. I want to wear it outside. (laughs) (laughs) You heard the man. (laughs) Um, So, enough. any final words? Nah, I mean, like like Faiz said, we just talked in passing before, but that's just us Knicks fans. You know what I mean? We all just one big fraternity, brotherhood, sisterhood. So you know, Best fan base in the world, man. Exactly. We could link up. We'll never talk to somebody ever. But then if we link up, talk about Knicks, we're like best friends. We hit it off. That's the, that's the beauty of being a Knicks fan. So. I feel like I, I've known you guys for as long as you guys have known each other, man. 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I ain't got nothing else to say, Mo. Uh, yeah. Dope ass episode. Once again, thanks, Faiz. And definitely don't be a stranger. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Link up All again right. soon, man. Make sure you guys follow us on, on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish Show and you subscribe to our podcast on Spotify. Give this episode a five star rating. Give our podcast a five star rating. Uh, until next time, take care, everyone. Peace. Peace.